Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Being a new missionary in the field can be very scary as you don't know what to expect until you get there. You might fail at some task, but you will also have success along the way. The best way to succeed is to remember to pray and ask God to help you through that time in the mission field. When you remember to let God help in every step in the mission field or in your life, you will have success even in your failures. Michael will share with us a unique situation of his time in the mission field. Here is his story. My story today is called Cutie. I like to tell this story because it represents a time in my life when I had just started missionary service. I had just started and begun and I was excited and ready and I failed. But God took care of me and he also showed me that he still cares about the animals too. I had been in Mondulkiri, Cambodia for only a week. I was there to serve with Daniel Greenfield and his family along with the Timmons and Nicolaides families and we were all there to serve the Banong people in eastern Cambodia. I was staying at the Greenfields' home at the time while they were away, and I had been given one job. I was supposed to take care of the family dog, Cutie. Cutie was an adorable little beagle, about as energetic and excited as you might imagine a little beagle might be. But this was my one task. Daniel Greenfield had given me pretty clear directions on how to take care of Cutie. When I got to the Greenfields' home and started living there for a little bit, I was supposed to just walk past the door where Cutie was staying for a couple days. Cutie was staying in, I don't want to call it an outhouse because that sounds like a bathroom. It was an annex next to the house where they kept some tools and other things. And Cutie was living in there for a few days while she got adjusted to my scent. Now we didn't just lock her in there. A family friend of the Greenfields came by, oh, once a day or so and took the dog out and made sure it was fed and had water and other things to drink. We wanted to make sure that Cutie wouldn't think I was some intruder and that she could actually try to like me after getting used to the Greenfields. After a couple days of walking past the little annex door and letting Cutie sniff me and become familiar with my voice, I decided it was finally time to let Cutie out. Now, when I was supposed to take Cutie out, I was to walk her, of course, as you would any other dog. But my other task, or so I thought, was to put her on her leash and uh, attach it to a little clothesline and then let her run back and forth on the clothesline. This would let her get her energy out so that she could do all the barking and running and yelping and things that dogs enjoy doing that humans typically don't. And uh, then I could either put her back in the annex or let her be outside for a little bit or what have you. And just to make sure that she was well taken care of, fed, watered, etc. Most people have taken care of dogs before, and I had taken care of one at my parents' home growing up, so I didn't think this would be a very hard job, and so I didn't think much of it. So when I went to the door to open the annex and let Cutie out, I cracked it just an easy little bit, and Cutie was there, sniffing, sniffing. And I creaked open the door a little bit more, expecting Cutie to come out and just stiff my feet and look at me and bark a couple times and generally enjoy the fact that she was outside the annex with a human rather than being in the annex all the time. But before I could put on her leash, I uh, noticed something. Cutie was running. She wasn't running towards me. She was running towards the back fence. Oh, but I didn't think much of that at the time. I thought, oh, 
That's adorable. She's so happy to be out. And then she was gone. I was only blissfully naive for a couple seconds. Cutie knew exactly how to escape the fence that surrounded the home. I called her name a few times trying to get her to come back to me. Cutie, 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 cutie. But no, she didn't come back. Great. Within seconds of starting my one job, I had failed. Cutie was gone. Frantic at the thought of losing the Greenfield's dog, I ran to the front gate, which was the only way for humans to get out of the fence. Threw it open and ran around the fence to where I had seen Cutie escape. Cutie, 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 cutie! I yelled. I looked around, I looked around, I didn't see her. There was a lot of tall grass around and, and other obstructions that uh, prevented me from seeing a small beagle. And she didn't come when I called her. Ugh, dogs. Never listen to humans' voice when you need them to. But, well, there were other houses around, and she had run towards the one right behind the Greenfield's house, so surely I could ask them where Cutie had gone. So I yelled out, Cutie, 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 a couple more times, and, well, nothing. So I decided to run towards the other home. I was wearing flip-flops at the time, and this doesn't exactly work out very well for running, but I managed it. When I arrived at the home a few minutes later, I quickly realized that I had just arrived in the country. I had no idea how to ask them in the local language what was going on. I didn't know how to explain the problem. As the people who lived there had already seen me and there was a man walking up to me to see what I wanted, I decided I would ask the best way I knew how. So I wildly motioned to him using the full length of my arms made running actions with my legs, made running actions with my arms, and went a few times. And then looked questioningly at him to see if maybe, just possibly, he understood what I was talking about. Or if perhaps he had seen a dog in recent history. He stared at me blankly. But after only a moment of this, he called into the house and someone else came out who spoke English. Oh, wonderful. Perhaps she's seen where the dog has gone. Nope. No help. So I decided I better keep running and figure out where Cutie had gone because I had one job and by George I was not going to lose the Greenfield's dog. So, in my flip-flops, I decided to keep running down the dirt road that went along the house where I had just left. I ran and I ran and I kept calling out, Cutie, 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 Nothing. No dog. No sign of the dog. No barking. Nothing. Ugh. After running down the road for about, oh, five or ten minutes, I turned back towards the Greenfield's home. I kept running back, but running in flip-flops is quite tiring, and I wasn't in very good shape, so I got tired. Very quickly. I was exhausted. And then the thoughts started running through my head. I had just failed my one job. The dog was gone, and how on earth was I going to tell the Greenfield's? I slowed down. I stopped and I put my hands on my knees as I tried to regain my breath. And I prayed out loud to God. I said, you know, I can't do this, God. Why is this happening? The Greenfields aren't here to help. I just got here. I don't speak the language. I don't know the neighborhood. I might get lost if I explore too much. I have no bicycle. I don't know how to drive the motorcycle yet to be able to search quickly. The Greenfields dog is gone, gone, gone. And the kids are going to sob for weeks. <sighs> I can't do this. I was really upset. 
and I didn't know how to rectify the situation, and I felt like a pretty well total failure. After I stood there for a few moments, though, I realized that I had missed a very important step. I hadn't prayed for Cutie's safe return. I stopped walking back towards the Creamfields' home, which I had started doing a couple moments before, and prayed to God. God, please bring Cutie back. Please help me or someone else find her in this neighborhood. Please bring her safely back home. Once I had finished praying, I ran back to the house and prepared for a longer search. I hadn't been very wise, and I had left the house before without locking it up. But this time, I put on my tennis shoes, much better for running, locked up the house properly, made sure I had the keys, made sure I had everything I needed, and decided to go and find Cutie. I remembered as I thought about the problem that Daniel had told me that Cutie sometimes liked to run to a resort that was just down the road and uh, become friends with the dogs who were there. And so I decided that was a great place to start. So I went to the front gate, hauled it open, turned around, closed it behind me, put the lock back on the gate. And when I turned around and looked down, there was Cutie the dog. Running right up to me. She looked at me with a happy little grin on her face and tongue sticking out. It was as if she was saying, Hi, did you miss me? I'm happy. I had a good run. The weather's great. How are you doing? I love you. You're a human. Thanks for letting me run. Cutie looked up at me for a couple more moments and then ran right up to the gate, waiting to go inside the fenced-in area, while I looked at her in total disbelief. Needless to say, I unlocked the gate, opened it quickly, and Cutie ran right back inside. Why hadn't she done this in the first place? She was back. Cutie was back, and of her own accord, without losing any further time, before she could get out the back fence again, I grabbed her collar, walked her back into the Greenfields property, and put her on the clothesline to run, as I had originally planned. With Cutie finally secure on the line, and a little bit of an adventure behind my belt, I went inside the Greenfields' home, and I marveled at what had just happened. I hadn't brought Cutie back to the gate. No human had brought Cutie back to the gate. God had answered my prayer. God had brought Cutie back to the gate. Maybe he had sent an angel to guide Cutie back along and after her nice, joyful run. I had been distraught with worry, unable to do anything. I couldn't do anything. All I could do was pray and call out, Cutie, 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 Cutie. But God took care of everything else. What could have been an awful situation turned into a reminder for me that God is always in control. And I need to rely on Him every day, every moment. Being in the mission field is a constant exercise in relying on God for everything. If God can take care of returning a lost little beagle that someone had let out the back fence within seconds of meeting her, how much more can He take care of your needs and make up for your lack of knowledge or skills? God is in control. Will you choose to rely on Him today? Hey kids, have you ever wanted to grow up and become a missionary? Are you sitting there bored thinking that you can't do anything today and that all these crazy stories are for grown-ups? Ah, that's not true at all. In fact, you can be part of the mission field today too. Well, how do you do that, you might ask? Well, number one, you can choose a missionary and pray. 
praying for missionaries allows God to work in ways that we can't even imagine. And you can choose an adult missionary or one of the missionary kids that enjoys their time in another country far, far away. Second, what about being a missionary on your very own street? Are there people who are in your neighborhood who don't know Jesus yet? Why don't you go make friends with them today? Maybe you can play basketball or soccer or kick and catch. Whatever it is, you can go make some friends and help share Jesus' love with them too. Perhaps you want to share a story from your own life. Perhaps you want to share the story about Cutie the dog. Whatever you do, you too can share the love of Jesus with every single person you meet, even those in your own neighborhood. And third, as you think about being a missionary someday, why don't you start reading some books? Ask your parents for some missionary stories. Ask your parents if you can set aside some of your allowance or some funds and send it to a missionary project. Find some way to support the mission field today. And when you're older, don't forget to contact AFM to become a missionary. And one more thing. Ask your parents to open their Apple Podcast app, Google Play, Spotify, or other favorite podcasting application and subscribe to the weekly Frontier Missions Journal. Every week you can tune in and hear a new story from a missionary around the world and learn about how God is continuing to work in the lives of many people today. You can also choose to learn a language. Maybe you only speak English. Well, why not learn some Spanish or French? The ability to learn a language is very important in the mission field, and perhaps you'll be able to witness to someone in that new language that you learn in the future. Thank you for listening to Adventist Frontier Missions Journal. Join us again for more inspiring adventures of our missionaries and how they served others and teach them about the love of our Savior, Jesus Christ. If you would like to know more about how you can help the missionaries, or even if you like to serve as a missionary, then please visit our website, www.afmonline.org.